0: Last Tuesday on February 13th, Alejandro Mayorkas, the dim-witted and ill-fated Department of Homeland Security Secretary, became the first Cabinet Secretary impeached since 1876. This was correcting an embarrassing failure to impeach the week prior, after Speaker Mike Johnson had gathered the House Republican Caucus and... The numbers didn't quite work out. It was quite embarrassing, but they rectified it last Tuesday with an extraordinarily narrow 214 to 213 vote to impeach Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. You had three Republicans, Tom McClintock of California, Mike Gallagher of Wisconsin, and Ken Buck of Colorado, the latter two of whom are retiring after this Congress is over this fall. All three of them voted with Democrats against impeachment, but they still managed to get it passed by one vote. Now, let's start with the text. There is a debate over whether this was just partisan gimmickry, whether this was just Republicans acting all partisan. This is the first cabinet secretary impeached in a very long time. There, you have a lot of people very much up in arms over this impeachment of Alejandro Mayorkas, which, from my vantage point, is a long time coming. Article 2, Section 4 of the Constitution reads, quote, The president, vice president, and all civil officers of the United States shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. First of all, before we get to the latter impeachment criteria itself, note how the beginning of that clause starts. Quote, the president, vice president, and all civil officers of the United States. Ask yourself why the framers of the Constitution would feel the need to enumerate, quote, civil officers of the United States if the president, vice president were themselves subsumed under that broader umbrella category of civil officers of the United States. By the way, that is extraordinarily important, given the now pending case before the U.S. Supreme Court in the case of Trump versus Anderson. Is appeal from colorado under the 14th amendment section 3 so-called insurrection clause this is the argument whereby the left argues that donald trump is disqualified from the ballot because he engaged in insurrection blah 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 in order to make that argument among the other things they have to show and they're going to lose this argument they have to show that the president is actually a quote officer of the united states because president and vice president are not enumerated there in the 14th amendment clause in question Long story short, doesn't make a whole lot of sense as to why or how they could possibly argue that if here in Article 2, Section 4, which predated the 14th Amendment by a very long time, president and vice president are enumerated before this umbrella catch-all term civil officers of the United States. Makes no sense whatsoever. One of the many reasons why that Trump versus Anderson case is going to fail epically for the Democrats. Returning to the case at hand here, the impeachment of Alejandro Mayorkas, the president, vice president, and all civil officers of the United States shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. Treason, bribery, or other high crimes, and misdemeanors. Well, the first two categories are, are fairly unambiguous, treason, bribery. We have lots of precedent on this. We have relevant legal statutes on it and all the above. It is that latter catch-all provision, other high crimes and misdemeanors, that gets most of the attention. And that, that, that is the means, those are the grounds on which most contemporary impeachments in American politics are, are instigated. Now, what is the meaning of, quote, high crimes and misdemeanors? That is the million-dollar question here. Now, you have some folks— who argue that, oh, you have to violate a black-letter criminal statute. You hear this from some civil libertarians, from some old-school liberals, from some people who basically just like defending criminals, who just like defending people who are charged with offending various things, criminal defense lawyers. Alan Dershowitz would be a great example. I know that because I have actually argued this very point with Alan Dershowitz himself. And he argues that you actually have to violate a a criminal statute, a literal criminal statute, whether it's passed by Congress or passed by the states, in order to qualify for being impeached, whether you're a president, vice president, or, quote, civil officer of the United States. I I think that this is just totally, totally incorrect. And the reason why I say that this view is incorrect is because the most directly on-point writing of the American founders— where they took pen to paper and actually explained this provision, would suggest that it is not simply a violation of an actual black-letter criminal statute. I speak, of course, about Alexander Hamilton writing in the Federalist Number no. 65. Hamilton, who wrote the most of all the Federalist Papers, wrote more than either James Madison or John Jay, he wrote Federalist No. 65, where this question comes up squarely, squarely in the paper. This is paragraph two of Federalist No. 65 from Alexander Hamilton. He writes, quote, A well-constituted court for the trial of impeachments is an object not more to be desired than difficult to be obtained in a government wholly elective. Here's the key part, quote, The subjects of its jurisdiction are those offenses which proceed from the misconduct of public men who, or, in other words, from the abuse or violation of some public trust. Let me read that again. This is Alexander Hamilton writing here in Federalist Number 65 as to what are the grounds, what are the, quote, subjects of the jurisdiction of the, quote, well-constituted court for the trial impeachment. So what is the jurisdiction of the impeachment court? This is what he writes. He writes that they are, quote, offenses which proceed from the misconduct of public men or, in other words, from the abuse or violation of some public trust. So that's what you have to do. That is what high crimes and misdemeanors means in the constitutional language. When we talk about impeaching Mayorkas, when we talk about impeaching a president, or in theory, when we talk about impeaching a federal judge, an Article Three judge, That is what we're talking about there. We're talking about the, quote, misconduct of public men or the, quote, abuse or violation of some public trust. It is a much broader, more sophisticated betrayal. It's not necessarily that a public official violated a criminal statute. It's not necessarily that he didn't file his bank loan properly, that he lied on his documents, blah, blah, blah. No, you are betraying your bond. You are betraying your oath to the citizenry. You are failing to uphold the very notion of, quote, we the people, upon which lowercase our Republican self-governance ultimately relies. You are betraying that sacred bond, that transcendental bond in governments elected among them for thousands of years. At a very profound level, you are not living up to it. You are letting the people down in a big, big way. I would submit to you that there is a slam dunk, open and shut case that Alejandro Mayorkas fits this description. The situation at the southern border of the United States right now is unlike anything we have ever experienced at any of our borders in the entire history of the United States. The numbers flooding across are genuinely unprecedented. Genuinely unprecedented. And to make matters worse, to make matters worse, and this is the real grounds for impeachment, this is the real, quote, violation of some public trust, they, they have no interest whatsoever. Whatsoever. In enforcing the law. They have every reason, if they cared about their oath of office, to enforce the duly passed congressional legislation that would permit the president under Section 212F of the Immigration Nationality Act, among other provisions, to simply shut down what is happening in the Southern Board. They could shut down. That authority, yes, that authority is 100% squarely delegated from Congress to the President under the Immigration Nationality Act, among other statutes, including 1990s-era statutes such as EDPA, the Effective Anti-Terrorism and Death Penalty Act that was passed after the Oklahoma City bombing. The president has the authority to do this under congressional statute, and he also probably has inherent constitutional ability to do that as well under, quote, the executive power and indeed the commander-in-chief prerogative. So he has both statutory power and inherent constitutional power to do this. That makes the fact that they are not doing it and deliberately refusing to do it and smiling so much at the cameras and winking and nodding, That makes it that much worse. That absolutely does rise to the, quote, violation of some public trust. Alejandro Mayorkas might think think that he is being made into this great partisan figure where Republicans are hating him and Democrats are defending him. No, sir, you are not just. You are not just a partisan tool right now in our ever-roiling cultural, political, civilizational divide. You really actually are. Given the numbers, given what we've seen flooding in, given the unprecedented fentanyl death, the drugs that are flowing in, the crime that is flowing in, the assaults on ranchers all across the border. We are seeing right now stuff that Americans never thought that we would see when it comes to our government's willful inability to enforce the barest of bare minimum standards for entry into this country. And don't give me this crap. Do not give me this crap that Congress has to pass more laws. Are are you kidding me? Again, there is so much immigration law, the corpus of immigration law already on the books allows the executive branch unequivocally under sections, like I just said, 212F of the Immigration Nationality Act, to simply shut down the border. This is not a failure of relevant law being on the books. This is a failure of will and indeed, I would argue, a political agenda going on here as well, trying to bring in voters who will vote for Democrats, blah, 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 all that. You know how that argument goes from now. So now the question is, and this is what I really wanted to get to, now the question currently being debated in the United States Senate, now that the House has impeached Mayorkas by a one-vote margin, 214 to 213, look, we all know that he's going to survive his impeachment trial in the Senate. You have to be convicted by a two-thirds majority. There, There is no world in which that happens, okay? We can be very transparent about that. It's just not going to happen. The votes just aren't there. You probably will get some Republicans who go wobbly. I mean, good luck trying to convince someone like a Mitt Romney or a Lindsey Graham, maybe even a Jim Langford, given his recent handiwork when it comes to immigration. To You know, good luck getting all of them to vote to convict Alejandro Mayorkas and get him impeached. But, but the debate currently had is whether there's even going to be a trial in the first place. So this is a story that came in from Axios, title, Scoop, Mayorkas Impeachment Sparks New Senate GOP Fight. And basically, what you have is you have some constitutionalists, some Republicans like Ted Cruz of Texas and Mike Lee of Utah, who are planning on sending a letter to Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, demanding that the Senate, quote, fully engages our constitutional duty and holds a trial for Alejandro Mayorkas. Now, this is being dismissed by Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, from New York who is not particularly interested in holding a trial when it comes to Alejandro Mayorkas it is being dismissed apparently by the Senate parliamentarian who has not yet provided any kind of formal response to any of these inquiries as to when this is possibly going to happen recall again that this impeachment vote happened over over a week ago now and to make matters even worse you have some republicans who are really really throwing this entire thing under the bus Kevin Kramer from North Dakota recently called the impeachment of Mayorkas, quote, dead on arrival and, quote, the dumbest exercise and use of our time. Mitch McConnell himself has not exactly been helpful. I guess we would say he told CNN that he, quote, hasn't really thought about it as far as what an impeachment trial for Mayorkas would look like. Thus, it looks like the Senate Republican leadership, Mitch McConnell and his cronies there at the top of the Senate Republican caucus. It looks like that they are trying to dismiss this thing, trying to make us forget about it. We should not forget about it. First of all, it is not Mitch McConnell's job. It is not Kevin Kramer's job to simply wave a hand and say, oh, no, we're actually not going to fulfill our constitutional obligation to hold an impeachment trial for someone who has been duly impeached by the U.S. House of Representatives. That's not how it works. If the House impeaches, the Senate holds a trial. That's how it's done. That's how it was done for Donald Trump twice in his presidency. The first with the quid pro quo phone call to Vladimir Zelensky, that nonsensical impeachment. The second time with the post-January 6th impeachment, which was equally nonsensical, given the fact that Trump was literally about to not be president in 14, 15 days from January 6th. Utterly insane stuff there. That's how it works. You have trials. It doesn't matter that you can do... A, a whip count that you can tally up the votes and you very clearly see that, that the two-thirds of the Senate body vote is not going to be there to convict. It doesn't matter. It does not matter that the votes are not going to be there. You still have to fulfill your constitutional duty to hold it. So Mike Lee and Ted Cruz and their colleagues, the 11 other Republicans who are joining them, are absolutely unequivocally correct to demand that the Senate, quote, fully engages our constitutional duty and holds this trial. Furthermore, When you talk about the fact that we are in an election year, that we are in an election year right now, holding the Constitution and the law aside, why in the world would Republicans not want, as a matter of pure political optics, why in the world would they not want to hold this impeachment trial for Alejandro Mayorkas, the utterly disgraced Department of Homeland Security secretary? The man has No clue what he's doing up there at best. The best you can possibly say about Mayorkas is that he's in over his head and that he's just woefully incompetent. I happen to think it's a heck of a lot more malicious and worse than that. I think that folks like Mayorkas and the rest of the Open Borders Brigade, they know exactly what kind of authority Article 2 the executive branch has when it comes to inherent constitutional and congressionally delegated power to shut down the border. They know all that. They know all that. On the one hand, they don't care. On the other hand, they view it as an affirmatively good thing, as a positive good that you have this level of uncontrolled flows coming over the border. Who cares, according to this perspective, what kind of national security threats you're going to have? Why in the world, Republicans, why in the world would you not want your top senators, some of whom are extraordinarily gifted lawyers, people like Ted Cruz, Mike Lee, Josh Hawley, Tom Cotton, These are legitimate lawyers. I mean, of the four I just mentioned, there three of them clerked on the U.S. Supreme Court. Tom Cotton clerked on the U.S. Court of Appeals. So the Fifth Circuit, the same court that I clerked on. These are big time attorneys. Why would you not want them to be in a position at a Senate impeachment trial of Alejandro Mayorkas in an election year, a presidential election year where you should, indeed, you must make immigration the issue? Here you have the guy, (laughs) Alejandro Mayorkas, the guy who was responsible for the issue, the open border. The House has given you this on a silver platter. Mike Johnson finally got his house in order in the House. They've lined it up by a one-vote majority. You got the impeachment. It's now the balls in your court. Mitch McConnell, get your freaking act together and get this trial started. Now, Chuck Schumer is going to have to work as well. He's going to have to be willing at a certain level to play ball here he's the majority leader he ultimately does control the the, the senate floor and the calendar and the scheduling and all of that there but republicans should not be throwing themselves under the bus the kevin kramers mitch mcconnell's the world in unison for all the reasons we just discussed the substantive constitutional reasons and the political reasons in this presidential election year and it's going to be a close election an election where Republicans must make immigration the issue. Guys, get this impeachment trial going for Alejandro Mayorkas and get it going sooner rather than later. Get your freaking acts together.